0: this is the 77 wabc minicast this is the other side of midnight i'm frank morano well how many people can you name whose deaths have literally changed the world You think of a handful, certainly someone like Joan of Arc, certainly someone like Jesus Christ. A lot of people would say maybe John F. Kennedy. And I think if you're making a list of five names or ten names, the name that's got to be near the top is George Floyd. George Floyd, whatever you might think about him, his death has totally changed the course of American history. It's been three years since he died, but a lot of people are still talking about him. They're still... Making movements in his name They are still debating his legacy And one of the people that uh, knew George Floyd Unlike almost everybody else on the planet Who only knew George Floyd posthumously One of the folks that knew him very well while he was alive Is Selwyn Jones He's the co-founder of the Hope 929 Foundation The charity focused on promoting civil rights And creating change in honor of his nephew George Floyd Lloyd Selwyn, thanks so much for staying up late with me on the radio.
1: Thank you, Mister Frank. Uh, I'm in South Dakota, so we're good. We're good.
0: I I appreciate it. <laughs> so, um, as I mentioned, a lot of us, n- not a lot of us, all of us listening to this program right now, we didn't know your nephew when he was alive. We knew him as a symbol. We saw that horrible videotape. We knew him in death. Tell us about what he was like as a person, what he, what he, what he was like while he was alive.
1: George was just a big, jolly man, basically just a big, jolly, happy person that did not achieve the things that most people don't achieve, which is great success and athletic. And he just settled into just being that guy, you know, always uh, happy, always smiling, Uh, was a good community man. You know, he taught the boys in Third Ward, Texas, where he come from, H-Town, shout out, uh, how to play ball. And, you know, and was being a good guy, but with all people. In this world, we all have something that we can probably put our heads in the sand for. So was he perfect? No. But he had a great heart, a great soul, a big smile. He just made bad choices at from time to time, like most of us do.
0: Well, one thing I'm very curious to get your opinion about, and I've asked a lot of people this, and I've never really gotten an answer to my satisfaction, is if you look at other police-involved deaths of Uh, Black men and just black people in general, whether we're talking Michael Brown, whether we're talking someone like Freddie Gray, whether we're talking uh, someone like, uh, you know, uh, 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 Eric Garner. There was people on both sides of that issue. You had people saying, all right, the po- the cops uh, acted appropriately. No, they didn't. And they would debate it and you could fight it out. With your nephew, George Floyd, after that videotape of Derek Chauvin's knee on his neck was released... I don't think there was anybody that thought Derek Chauvin had a leg to stand on legally, morally, ethically. Donald Trump, uh, Rudy Giuliani, they all rushed to say that, uh, based on what they saw in that videotape, Derek Chauvin murdered George Floyd. Why then, given the universal condemnation from all quarters of the country, why then did your nephew's death become sort of the death that ignited everybody? A Revolution Frank,
1: for four plus hundred years, black men, people of color, have been literally getting lynched, hung, devastated, all about power and control. And what we saw that day is we saw a young man that went from laughing, dancing in the store to begging, crying, and dying because of $19 and a hundred pennies. What we saw is a young lady, Darnella Frazier, that had the heart and the strength and the courage to stand there and videotape three grown men that are supposed to protect and serve totally take the breath out of my nephew's body second by second. And all of the people in the world that might have, Thought one way or might have felt the other way, had an opportunity to watch a man go from screaming, hollering, crying, and dying all in a matter of minutes. When you focused on television, and that video was probably p- played 10,000 times in, in the first three or four days, you saw and you knew that that particular individual was not going to get up, and his name was George Floyd. So, The whole world for three days came into unity, and everybody hollered my big sister's baby boy's name because they, the world, was not going to let this travesty slip through the gaps like most travesties have. You know, Eric Gardner, it slipped through the cracks. You know, so this was the first opportunity for people to actually see a lynching a murder with their own eyes. And they sat there and they had the time, the opportunity to watch over and over and over again. So no matter what you feel about the myths, the things that you've heard in your life about how black people are, how police are, you saw four people participate in a modern day lynching, a modern day murder. A modern-day taking a man's life because of what reason? He did everything that he was told to do. He asked to lay down on the ground to get murdered by these people that were supposed to protect and serve him, Frank.
0: If people just tuning in, we're talking with Selwyn Jones. He's the co-founder of the Hope 929 Foundation. You can check out their website, hope929.org. He's also the uh, uncle of of George Floyd. Selwyn, let me ask you about a, a theory that I heard a great deal of in the aftermath of your nephew's death, but I haven't heard very much over the last three years. And that has to do with a club where both Derek Chauvin and your nephew reportedly Do worked. Do you want to go to the condo? Well, you tell me, go tell me, the tell me, give me the straight, give me the straight dope, Frank, because Frank, tell me what happened.
1: Frank, 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 Frank. I visited my nephew in two and a half years, probably 27 times, because I knew that he needed me from time to time. I I, I gathered that from the sound of his voice. When you know somebody is in need you show people how you feel about them or how you treat treat them and i loved my nephew so it was nothing for me to jump in the car and go to minneapolis to see how big floyd was and i have been to the congo club i find it hard to believe there's a lot of theories a lot of thoughts and all i'm saying is this frank my nephew had the same vigor that i had i can't go into a store and 10 bucks two, and not know everybody in the store before I leave out of the store. there's no way that he worked on the outside of the store. Derek Chauvin and my nephew had to come through the parking lot indoors and work inside that club for three years and them not know each other. So, you, so that's a myth that's you, a
0: myth. You, we, you I've met Derek chauvin so just to be clear, you you believe that Derek Chauvin and George Floyd knew one another. Frank. Did I, oh wait, did I? Did you miss something there? <laughs> There's no way
1: that I could work in a place with anybody for a day and not know everybody in the place, let alone three years. So I've met Derek Chauvin before. I've said, hello, uh, my man, what's going on with you? And I went to the club probably seven times and hung out with George. So it would be safe to say that they knew each other. How good they knew each other, I'm not really willing to say, but I knew that they knew each other.
0: Well, do you think, given the fact that they did know one another, do you think that there's a chance that this murder was premeditated?
1: Frank, all I'm going to say is this. You look at the eyes. And I tell people this all the time, Frank. Go back and look through lynching photos and look at the eyes of the madman standing there beside a line of people of color hanging on that line, and look at the eyes. Look at the eyes of a hunter when they get that big game. They have that glazed-over look in their eyes, like, yeah, I got him. Uh, You could tell from the the very beginning that that was personal, Frank, because nobody takes the time and continuously takes the air from one's uh, life